Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. Puck 12360. Featuring weekly news, insider commentary, and interviews with superstars, past and present from the world of pro wrestling. A new day is dawning for DX. And now, your host, Sean X Pac Wolfman. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to X Pac 12360. I'm your host. You know me. <laughs> X to the P to the A to the C. Wow. How's it going, Jumbo? He's got Great, a, he's man. Got a I love her vibes. I know, right? <laughs> I love it. Oh, right there. Oh, I, some more. I got bars. Yeah. I got bars. It's very smooth. From here well. to Mars. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you laughing at over there? <laughs> Please. Talk, just cut that here. part. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be on your Instagram. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Xbox 12360, everyone. Uh, a little bit later in the show, we got uh, we were going to have John Morrison and Taya come in, uh, but now they're coming in next week. Uh, but last minute, my Wolfpack brother Kevin Nash told me he'd join us later on. Nice. Yeah. So I'm happy to. We, I, haven't, I haven't asked him to come on the show yet Previous in over a year, so this is his first time. Pretty decent replacement. Yeah, not bad, right? <laughs> I always keep them in my back pocket. That's why I don't. That's why I don't actually schedule them as guests. Yeah. For you know, in case you need them. So. You need to pull that card. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, sitting next to Jimbo. I gotta do this. Oh, you know, go through the motions here. Denise Salcedo. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Yeah. Bill Hanstock is back. What's up, everybody? I'm back. Yeah, you are, and we're happy to have you back, Bill. Thank At you. least I, I am. Here. I can't speak for the rest of them. They were happy we were gone. <laughs> yes, kidding. They felt like they got they got more screen time. Yeah, they were more talking time. Some, Denise wow. is like sliding up towards the desk. I'm <laughs> secretly booing you. Just kidding. Yeah. So I'm really happy to have you back, Bill. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. And uh, the lovely TK Trinidad. Hey. Hi there. That is a snazzy shirt you wear. Thank I really you. like that shirt. Thank you very much. I need to be like TK and have a new hairstyle every week. Well, you know. I know, right? You or, could. Or hair. Yeah, you could easily. Either way. Yeah. It's kind of expensive, but we can hey, get you hooked up. Yeah. You know, um, before I, before I, um, I can't forget this. Because it's just, it's, like, it's just impossible for me to, so I want to talk about it right now. Um, the world, not just the comedy world, but the world lost one hell of a human being in Ralphie May. Mm. And uh, and he was a huge wrestling fan, and um, he was a friend of mine, and he was a friend of a lot of people, um, and there's a lot of people out there hurting. And uh, I love you, Ralphie, and um, you know, um, thank you, thank you for uh, making everyone laugh, and thank you for being uh, just one of the best human beings I've ever met. This guy, Sweet yes, he did. He did things for people uh, that he didn't. He didn't want a pat on the back for. He did it. He did it anonymously. You know. I mean, uh, a lot of things he did, people knew about as well. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I don't want to. You know, 
getting in the weeds on that, get into the weeds. Ralphie loved his weed. <laughs> Got arrested in Guam, coming into Guam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like Anyways, from the U.S. going into Guam, I was I, I was go in either in and out. I can't remember which it was, but I just know he got arrested. Did you guys have the story? You told oh yeah, the story. Oh yeah. You want to share it with? No, us? No, I mean it's all. <laughs> uh, but I, you know. But anyways, we love you, Ralphie. If you if you have if you don't know his, def, go, definitely go on Netflix. All his specials are there, even on HBO. He's an amazing comedian. Yeah. Such a sweet sweetheart. He just treated everybody equally. That's what he I really did. loved about him. He did, and uh, and so. Uh, Let's just talk about uh, a little bit of news. And uh, um, what was it? Hell in the Cell was this Hell week. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Oh, you know, before we talk about that, TK, I had a really good weekend. I went up and wrestled for Big Time Wrestling. Yes. Uh, for Kirk White's promotion. Uh, Chris Masters, a.k.a. Chris Adonis, was there. Got to spend some time with him. Uh, and really, really grateful I got to spend some quality time with Bret Hart. And I uh, hadn't seen us on Dallas in a while. So we spent a lot of time uh, after the first show standing outside, shooting the breeze, and uh, talking about old stories involving Owen and just a lot of really cool stuff. And it was it, like, can't even tell you how grateful I am to be able to spend time with, with Brett or, or people like that that I know that, you know, you just don't see enough. Sure. So. And uh, he seemed to be in good spirits. And, uh, and you know, I know, like, some people go, oh, you're, you know, click, don't like. See, the click is five separate people <laughs> with five separate minds, you know, that think independently. And, uh, and I love Brett. Yeah. And something yeah. you talked about on our, uh, on the With Spandex podcast, you actually modeled your gear after Brett Hart. I did. Because you were such a fan of him when you were getting into the business. Yes. Well, him just, and, and I, it was the Calgary influence. Like, if you go and look at, you know, okay, Owen stuff, oh, you know, um, Bruce, all Bruce Hart, all those guys, they all wore the, the three-piece, you know, uh, tights, trunks, singlet yeah. ensemble, yeah. you know. And, uh, and that's what suited my uh, physique the best. So... <laughs> Anyway, I hope you keep Brett in your back pocket for situations. To I thought about it, but you know, I just know he got kind of soured on on doing these after you know he did them. You know, um, you know it was it was said after one of his interviews. Oh, he's negative. He's bitter, and I can understand how people might like might think that when they hear him sometimes. But um, yeah, I think I think he talked about how he he felt like Seth Rollins was a little bit reckless and yeah. people. Picked up on the story, and he's like, no, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, sure. Because you know how this is. Yeah. You guys know as good as anyone, yeah. like, what, you know, mm-hmm. clickbait. pulled out. Yeah, it can be bullshit release. sometimes. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I don't mind saying it right on here. You know, and maybe we've done a little of that ourselves. I don't know. I, maybe. Try and steer away from <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. But, I mean, not, you know, try to, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we're better than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> we have the moral high ground. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, hey, um, so TK. Hell in the Cell. Hell in the Cell. Anything before that? Any news you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, well, there's a rumor. Are we not getting there? Okay, cool. Do I hit the news cue? If you want. <laughs> cool. One, two, three, sixty. Wrestling news. Oh. Yeah. So just a rumor. WWE superstar is rumored to be leaving the organization. So uh, according to uh, Pro Wrestling Sheets, um, they're reporting that Neville um, 
asked for release yeah. after it, and that's why he didn't show up on uh, WWE that night. But it hasn't been confirmed or denied by WWE, so that's kind of yeah the rumor with that. So I want to tread lightly on how, on on exactly what I say about this because I don't know the details. Um, what what do you guys know? What I read is that he didn't want to lose to Enzo again, so he just left Raw, okay. and that's why Kalisto got put in the title match and won the title. Yeah, that's what I read. And hmm. I heard that it was still supposed to be Kalisto though for that match on which Raw. would make sense because so, he's and that not they were allowed to fight Neville right. because the whole cruiserweight. Yeah. But in stipulation. the in the storyline, it looked like. Enzo wasn't going to hold on to the, the belt for a very long time anyway. No. So it felt like even Kalisto had it, you know, obviously. It's a transition back right. to somebody else. Exactly. Now so that Kalisto has it, all the other cruiserweights can go for it as, we're, right. as well before. It was just Enzo and who else. Right. So, I mean. I mean, I'm, I think they should have left it on Enzo a little longer. Yeah. I do. I, I uh, Contrary to, you know. What a lot of people were thinking when when they, uh, you know, when they put the the championship on him, um, he done he's done very well with it, I think. I think more people are watching. I think so, hundred percent. And has there ever been a cruiserweight title match in the main event of Raw, ever? All right then. So as many things as we or not we, but some people might not like about Enzo. Let's try and like just give credit where it's due. Also, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it could be um, the reason that he didn't hold it for a very long time is because of the locker room, like two of the cruiserweights had um, an issue with it, or is it just more? I don't know. That, that that would I would only be speculating on. It could be some of that. It could be that was just their plans and they wanted to stick to it because sometimes that, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. It happened with Superstar Graham and Bob Backlund many years ago. That was the plan, and even though. The plan should have changed it, didn't. Uh, but um, regarding Neville walking out, and and Stone Cold would tell you this, like he did something similar uh, when yeah. he did, like you know, and uh, and I talked to I talked to Neville a few months back, and he you know he expressed his uh, discontent with the, how things were going. He seemed very very you know very frustrated, and and it was hard to blame him. You know, it, that, it can happen real easy around there. Um, so is it frustration because of the, like, the stories or he was when you're, put over? Look, you can be making money. You can be, you know, paying the bills just fine and, you know, everything going fine. But if you love what you're, if you love this job, this not a job, if you love doing this, going out there and performing and it means as much to you as it does to somebody like, like Neville, creative satisfaction is right up there importance wise with the money mm-hmm. whether it should be or not it is and it can drive you nuts insane when you're uh, when you're creatively frustrated like that when you're not being used properly and I think we, you know we've heard this story you know a few times obviously in different methods and different yeah. ways but you know we've heard it like for example Austin Aries CM Punk so many different people that you know it's a build up of little things that yes. eventually kind of just unravels because that's when I was thinking when they were saying like oh he didn't want to lose to Enzo I was like it couldn't just be that one thing that might have been that one thing that drove him of that you know made his final decision but it had to be a bill of a bunch of little things so if this is true if he did leave and it does get confirmed you know some has to wonder like 
you can't necessarily, I guess, completely blame Neville for wanting a little bit more, you know? No, you can't blame him for wanting all that, but I will say this, and I would tell him as well, and I love the guy. He's a super guy. Um, he made the wrong decision. He, he, he reacted instead, instead of taking his time and, and, and uh, you know, wait until cooler heads prevail on something like that. When you're Lee, when, okay, that's fine. You want your release um, and, that, and all that. Ask for it, do everything, but don't walk out. Because once you do that, okay, number one, they're going to they're gonna take their sweet-ass time giving you your release, and they're going to make it. They're not going to make it easy for you, number one. And uh, number two, you just, you, when you walk off like that, they automatically win. Yeah. You, you lose. You lose when you're gone. You can't you can't effectively change anything when you're not there. You know. Well, can I, from from a wrestler's perspective, you know, for most of a year, ever since Neville came back from his injury and got put into that cruiserweight division, and became the king of the cruiserweights. It seemed like he was, you know, there's been a lot of conversation about the cruiserweight division and yes. how they've handled 205 Live and everything. Yeah. But from the moment he came back, he felt like a big deal and. They built that whole division, that whole show around him. Yes, and he was the focal point of it. How? What's the mindset of like still being frustrated with your role when it's like you hold the title for months on end and everything on that show's about you? I don't know. I don't know. You know. Have you had situations like that happen where it's like you're getting a lot of TV time, you've got a title, things you got a good storyline, things yes. are f- focused on you, yes. but you're still not. Happy with how it's going. Or you're happy now and you think that, okay, you have this momentum now and now they're pulling the rug out from under you. Okay? And then all of a sudden you go from being happy to bam, like that. Flip a switch and you got the devil horns out and you're, or the bull horns and you're pissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as for as far as creative, how many people actually can go back to creative and say, can we change this? Like how many people have that carm blanche aside from maybe Cena? Like could have Jericho, ne- could, maybe. Well, I mean, anyone can go up and and, and you know, Voice say anything. And it depends on how you do it, you know. And I mean, depending on who you say it to, like, you know, some people could take it the wrong way and, and use it against you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that doesn't happen. Oh, someone's got a bad attitude because he questioned something, you know. So, um, you know, just all I'm saying to people is, I think it's okay to question and. You know, and things like that. It's just, first of all, know how to, the, you know, know how to do it correctly. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't back then. I, it always came out sideways when it came out of my mouth back then. Yeah. But uh, you know that I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> I just had to use Well, in part. one of Jericho's books, he talks about how he he and and, and most other people felt like they could go to Vince if yeah. they felt like they had a better idea and they could fight for it. Yeah. But Vince's exactly. whole, Vince's comeback to that is don't just bring me one idea. Like if you if you if you've got something to pitch me, don't just have one thing to pitch me. Have three better ideas sure. to give me. Yes. I feel like actually Bill what you brought up the fact that he had the ballot, he was the focal point, etc. I almost feel like it brings up this whole subcategory of argument that people can can people can argue that there is a certain stigma to the cruiserweight division that maybe isn't, you know, it should be here but maybe it's not there yet with the fans and with everybody. So I kind of feel like yeah, he was the focal point, yeah, he was champion, but to him he knew that 
again, it still had that stigma to where it didn't make it to that next level. And I feel like that's like a whole other argument within itself. But I don't know if that could be kind of a, you know, maybe he wanted to branch out. I don't know. Sure. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just. Well, I know he got offered a Bullet Club shirt. As soon as all this started coming up, the Young Bucks tweeted him instantly. Oh, boy. Bullet Club shirts. So he'll be fine. I just fine. really think that the way that was done, if he's trying to leave, it's not going to happen anytime soon. No. I, I, that sucks. That's because, I mean, you know, you could, next thing you know, you, all of a sudden your money's getting, put, you know, messed with and, you know, that, how you how you pay the bills. And, and so just, I you know. And it's all speculation. Yeah. It hasn't been confirmed. So it hasn't been confirmed that he walked off um, from the episode of Raw. So none of that's been confirmed. It's just speculation that he's wants his release. But yeah, and this is me. You know, like people go, "Have you heard this or that?" I purposely don't call asking and snooping for information. You know, yeah. I'm not doing that ever. So yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Although there's one thing that you got asked for a confirmation for for today. What's that? Uh, <laughs> wrestling personality. He shows his uh, privates. privates to the audience. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Why don't, we, why don't we skip that? Huh. Why don't we talk about Hell in a Cell? All right, okay. yeah, let's talk about Hell in a Cell. <laughs> All right, we'll look that at the story. It's up Uso's there. tag match. Oh, my gosh. That was amazing. So the tag one of match. the best matches I've ever seen. Yeah, it was tremendous. I loved so the Uso's a New Day. I loved everything about it. All the innovative ways to use the different kendo sticks and prison like yeah. barring him in the corner that was awesome. I love that match yeah. all the crazy spots so good did you see the pictures that Xavier put out of like all his like whip marks yeah yeah it was pretty I mean, that's that, I'd be in heaven they did that to me that's I love that shit really you yeah having it they whip you yeah with the, okay. with the kendo stick right. yeah I was like <laughs> they did that to me in Mexico and Your they tied they, they, Zorro right yeah yeah it, it, I still have marks on my back from that yeah, Man. the tip came off of it and it started ripping, ripping my skin like on the back of my shoulder. Thanks. Yeah, and so I told him, I said, well, if I tell you more, that means hit me harder, you know. So the crowd was so loud, and I was telling him, trying to tell him the tip was ripping my skin, and he thought I kept saying harder, harder, <laughs> and he's just killing me with it. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyways, yeah, no, I liked it. I thought it was these two teams excellent. just completely bring yeah. out the best in each other, mm-hmm. and the Usos right now. They're, they're untouchable. And, like, and let's, they're the best. And let's think about where they were a year ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, Both of them just out of gas, right? I've always said the Usos, when they first debuted in WWE a decade ago, their first promo with Tamina where they're like, we're in your colleges taking your jobs. Like, that was like, I still talk about that. Like, I thought when they premiered with that promo and they were saying things that no one's ever said in wrestling before, I was like, these guys are incredible. But then they got turned into baby faces, and they just did the the leading the crowd in chants and just jumping around and having a good time. And they were so boring. And it just was, the, yeah. the instant they got a chance to show off their actual personalities, completely yeah. a revelation. And do you think that's because, I mean, the New, New Day Act hasn't changed any, really. So, I mean, was it just this, this thing that freshened everything up for, for everyone? I think so. I think it's because, you know... They didn't lose any... I'm sorry, Denise. Oh, they no, didn't, oh, no, it's okay. Um, they didn't lose any popularity. It's just what were we going to do with them at, at, at a certain point? Like, yeah. you just figured, like, kind of end of the road. Like, what? okay, now what? 
Yeah, we've seen this act. Yeah. They come out, they throw the cereal, they yeah. say, New Day rocks, everyone claps. I know, but the, the hip swivel is always good, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, so, deny that. And I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of both these guys, so I, both these teams, so I was like, kind of bummed out. I'm like, oh, wow, such a good act, and it just seems like, I didn't have jump the shark is the right word to use, or the right term to use, uh, maybe not here, but like, something like that, you know? I just didn't know what else we could do at New Day. I see what but, you're saying. Definitely. But there's plenty more to do. For sure. It's just like you got to use your brain. You can't go back to the same old, hey, let's do the old, uh, yeah. you know. It just takes a good, you know, iron, sha- iron sharpens iron. You know, yeah. it takes a good opponent to, to take you to another level. Yeah. So, That's and uh, what else on, on uh, Hell in the Cell? Definitely the main event. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I did, honestly, as as great as the show was i there's only like three matches that that really stood out to me nothing against any of the other ones and it may be just because i i was tired you know while i was watching but uh so the main event wow how did you think shane and kevin were compared to you and shane it's not i wouldn't compare us at all i wouldn't compare it at all i was kevin was the is is a heel and shane's a baby face when i worked with shane he was he was a heel so uh, that being said, it was as good as I figured it would be. I mean, I like I said when when I realized they were going to have this match, I was like, they're going to make sure it's a hell of a match. There's not going to be anything left to chance. Like, it's guaranteed going to be a hell of a match, and it was right. It's amazing match for something I really wasn't too invested in. I was on the edge of my seat for this entire match. And I loved every minute Especially of it. Especially when Kevin came to the end and he kind of did the, the cross sign. It was like, oh my gosh, like, is he... Obviously, he's a professional, but I almost thought, okay, he might actually really get hurt. Like, I don't know if he's done this before type thing. So, like, all that, the suspense was definitely there for that event. I loved all the jaw-janking with his kids in the front row, climbing the cage. Everything they did on top of the cell, I was... Like, waiting for it to break. Mm-hmm. I was hoping it wouldn't. Thank God it didn't. But I was just, oh, are they going to go through the top? Are they... Pile drivers and suplexes. It was insane. I heard, I, heard, I, I, I read somebody mention this, and it's something that stood out to me during the entrances or, right, or before the match got underway was when Kevin Owen came out and he was walking around ringside. Uh, Shane's kids weren't very, uh, they were just, like, smiling. No, it was after the match already started, and he was kicking Shane's ass. Like the kids, they smarten the kids, smarten the kids up. Hey, you gotta, uh, you gotta work with us here. You know, you, you know, don't look so happy when, when your dad's getting his There's, ass beat. There was, there was a moment captured right as Sami Zayn was pulling Kevin Owens off the table where you could see one of Shane's kids flipping yeah. Sammy off. Yeah. So th- th- that, that sort of made the rounds and I think that evened it out, but I, I agree with you. Smarten them up. Anyone see the Sami Zayn thing coming? I did no. it actually. Oh, that was yeah. How is it? He was down at ringside. Did, did he just we magically appear? We actually did a post on it. Um, one of our writers did yeah. come through a bunch of fan footage to figure out how he got in there, and he just came in through the crowd um, at one point through the timekeepers area. Yeah, it was weird because I was when I was watching it live, they cut to the wide shot and Shane's on top of the cage and, and Kevin is on the table. And when they cut to that wide shot, I immediately saw Sammy on the ground. Yeah. And I just was staring at him. I was like, is that Sammy Zayn? What's happening? And then, like, it happened, and everyone was like, I didn't even see him. And it was, I was just, I, th- I thought it was funny because that was the only thing I was paying attention now, to. So tell, tell me what you guys think about that part of it, about the Sammy Zayn, uh, that, the, how they did it and everything. He explained it last night. 
and it was one of the best promos and it was awesome i loved it so much and the when you look at all the angles of the of the drop like him pulling him out of the way like such good timing like it just it worked out really I well i think though. that was like the the promo that he did is almost um like almost a biblical thing where it's somewhere in the bible where their brothers i forgot Cain and Abel? Yeah, I think it's almost on that level where it's like, yeah. no matter what you do, you're still my brother type thing. So that's kind of, I love the promo. It made sense after you explained everything. But yeah, definitely, that was a, a good... Crazy thing. About, I don't know, it might have been about six months ago. Maybe maybe not that long ago. But um, I was like, you know, they're really not doing that much with Sammy Sane. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's, it's, it's a crying shame because he's one of the best, best talents they have. And so I was like, you know what? I got on the on my phone late at night and texted Hunter, and I'm like, you guys should turn Sami Zayn heel. <laughs> you will not believe how he shit on that idea. I mean, you would have thought I was a complete moron for for freaking suggesting something like that. So, anyways. So you're saying <laughs> you're saying that it was your idea? Uh, and you take credit for it? I. Unless somebody else is there. Yeah. You put it in the yeah. No, I will actually say that. Yes. Nice. So are you happy yeah. with the way it was done? Is this I think where was, you were? From what I saw, it was done. That was a lot of, like, I don't know. I think it was done uh, done nicely. It, was, it definitely wasn't the old uh, heel turn, right? Yeah. Well, because everyone was, everyone was sort of speculating, like, oh, is Stephanie going to show up to help, you know, Kevin? And there will be a new McMahon in power. Or, you know, is this going to happen? Is that going to happen? Yeah. And then there were also the rumors that they, the reason they made it Falls Count Anywhere is so they could pre-tape something backstage with a stuntman so Shane wouldn't have to almost kill himself uh, and the, to make it safe and then have the finish backstage. <laughs> and none of that happened. So yeah. it's nice. It's always nice. It's always nice when wrestling really surprises you. Oh, I can't yeah. wait to... Oh, I can just see the comments now. Oh, X-Pac thinks... Oh, you so full of shit. It's his idea. <laughs> I could really care less because... I think I might even showed you the text. Well, no, I it didn't. was it was before a show. It was before we started taping a show. You brought it up and yeah. you talked about it. Yeah. So yeah, I remember that. So it's crazy. So do you to think it's gonna be like a, a tag team thing, or do you think um, Kevin's gonna just push Sami Zayn to kind of getting getting a championship of some sort? I don't know. Well, we'll see, right? Rumor is we do have uh, well we do have Survivor Series coming up, and rumor is that we're gonna get a Team Kevin versus Team Shane, Authority mm. versus Anti Authority okay. sort of a thing, nice. which I'd be interested in. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, I would too. Oh, Mean Street Posse. Yeah. <laughs> Pete Gas. Pete Gas. Pete Gas is looking good. Pete Gas is He's looking real good. He's a good dude. Yeah. yeah. Really super, super good guy. Yeah. Who, who who parties the hardest out of Rodney, Joey Abs, and Pete Gas? Probably Joey Abs. Yeah. Because he wasn't really one of the. Uh, <laughs> he was a he was wrestler. Just a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. He was like from the the Hardy uh, clique. Oh, the, the Omega. Omega. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, all right, everyone. So that's our uh, Hell in the Cell coverage for today. <laughs> yeah, we'll come. We'll we'll be right back with uh, Kevin Nash. What's up, party people? Roxy Stryer here from the Tomorrow Show with Kevin Undergaro. We're your twice weekly broadcast of one man's midlife crisis and the mad millennials in Star Trek uniforms that follow him. And I'm one of those millennials, Lauren Lagrasso here. We've had some amazing guests like Russell Simmons, Ileana Douglas, and Craig Gass. Coolio, right? Christian Blatt in the house to tell you to go to thetomorrowshow.com to check us out. We're live every Monday and Thursday from 10 to midnight Eastern. That's thetomorrowshow.com. Be there, be square, whatever that means. Welcome back to Xbox 12360 on the phone right now. It's Kevin Nash. Make yeah. some noise. 
That's that's my Eric Andre style uh, intro. <laughs> you ever watch Eric Andre? Uh, Kev? I was curious what that was there. Then, yeah, I we going. I thought we were going right into the in, into the weather. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, man? Good. You, you already told me off, like when we were talking off air. Full disclosure. No. <laughs> hey, man. What's? Hey, I'm sorry I missed you guys this past weekend. I had two matches up in San Jose while you guys were here. In, yeah, when we got in, that we because I that's what uh, Julie said that you're up up in up in the wrestling. I said because we're gonna get a hold of you. Yeah, I said he said no. Nah, he said he's, he's wrestling. I said uh, shit, man. Shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I had two matches up there for Kirk White. You remember when we had that tag match up there? Yeah, the same weekend Mach died. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. I was there for that. Were you? Yeah, yeah Jimbo was there. Did you still run that like Hungarian, whatever it is, like that little kind of armory type Armenian or whatever? Is, is that where you run? No, nah, we ran like we ran some kind of a like a, an armory thing. Like, and then uh, it was t- it was two different towns, but they were good crowds. One of them was their twenty first twentieth anniversary. Yeah, yeah. Sampin was there. Raul Raul Wal Sampin was there. Sweet. Brett the Hitman well, Hart. They're like boys. Yeah, yeah. So how was the how was the uh how was the appearance at Frankenstein's Kev? Good. I mean we signed the whole time. You yeah. Know? We, we were busy. Yeah. It kinda sucked because they had us come in yeah. and they had us do like all the piece work first. So we're upstairs signing the piece work and we come out like I saw a couple of posts or like you know, because I said, thanks for your patience. And I meant it like, thanks for your patience for waiting in line for three hours to get an autograph. And the one person said, yeah, you're a fucking hour late. I'm like, I wasn't an hour late. I was just signing. Uh, why Why didn't they just have you sign with the people? I think they wanted, you know, I, I, I think that's part of the experience. To get, yeah, but no, I think they wanted us to get that. They, they, there was a new picture of Scott and I that I'd never seen before. Uh. And they had a bunch of those, like seventeen by twenty fours, and you know, so they wanted to get they wanted to get all that shit, you know. But they wanted to get their stuff signed. Yeah. So we're yeah, gonna um, take back their money. Yeah, we're on not this not this weekend, but next one next one after that, the twenty first, we're gonna be in uh, we're gonna be in PA together, huh? all of us. But yeah, Harrisburg, home of Jerry McDevitt. Is that really Jerry's home? Oh, people That's, are going. Yeah, so McDevitt, McDevitt's, McDevitt's law firm's out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah, or used to be. Huh. You will be together in Oklahoma this weekend, and then. Kev, you're going to be in Oklahoma. Are you in Oklahoma? Yeah. See, I see you in Oklahoma. Yeah, we're, I'm in OKC. <laughs> I'll be damn, man. How come I OCK. didn't know that? We need to get our. We need to. Yeah, man. We need to get our notes. Uh, we need to compare notes. Anyways. Both of us, both of us. I mean, it's just it's 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 a win if I if I function for the day. So yeah. Hey, Kev. You know what? I saw a picture of you and Scott from from this weekend. You look freaking great, man. You look Thanks, amazing. Bro. You were just saying that you were doing legs. Was no, you were doing shoulders at, with four hundred five on on some kind of plate loaded machine, huh? No, no, no. I, I, I've been taking it easy. I, I just do, um, I did chest. I did chest. I, I mean, 
I, I've really never my shoulders grow so fast that I never I just I end up doing just chest for front delts and back for rear and then yeah. I just do some just a, some some laterals here and there just to kind of but my my shoulders grow so bad now my shoulders will dwarf my body if I, I train them they are monster the cannonball delts man <laughs> yeah, <just job> genetics <laughs> that sounds like a new wrestler name cannonball delts yeah Hey, hey, you guys want to jump in here and ask some questions? Because I could sit here and do inside baseball talk with Kev for an hour, and you guys would be going, huh? <laughs> well, Kevin, so this is Denise, by the way. Hey. Um, hey. You know, in TNA, you worked with a lot of younger guys that are now having massive su- success here in the in the WWE. Um, did you always see the star potential in some of them, like AJ, Eric Young, Rude? Yeah, I think I was instrumental in actually, actually like, um, teaching them just how to actually just chain wrestle. (laughs) 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 No, I mean, yeah, there there was so much talent there. You know, there was really was a ton of talent. It it reminded me a lot of, uh, of when we all came to WCW and there was that incredible amount of, you know, and they had like Eddie and dragon and Benoit and, you know, like, just that incredible amount of coventude, Ray, and you know they just they had so much young good talent, um, and you know it was it was you know there was still, and we had that that nucleus of of, of older veteran guys to hold them down like because that's what you do exactly. You know, but yeah, it's, it's just your job. Yeah. And uh, but uh, no, I, there's you know I knew I, Joe's. I always thought Joe was special. And then immediately when like um, he he got to NXT, I thought that he would be like a, the perfect opponent for Brock. You know, that he would be a real that'd be a real good matchup for Lesnar. If we're gonna just ended up being a, a, a good work, but uh, yeah, Rude was there. I mean, Rude was always real solid. It, well, it, was, it was surprised me it took him so long to get into the fold at WWE. Go ahead. If we're, just, if, we're if we're gonna start out by talking about Impact and TNA. Uh, you were uh, part of one of my favorite uh, things in, in recent wrestling history, the paparazzi. And I, I, I have to ask you this because this has been a, a source of debate for between me and my friends for some time now. How is Alex Shelley not the biggest wrestling star in the entire world right now? Oh, no. I, I, I mean, he, he can do everything, you know? I mean, he, he's, he, he's, an incre- he's, he's an incredible hand. He, he, he's funny. He's spontaneous. He's, I mean, he just, he's got all the, I don't know. I can see Alex Shelley involved in that, that, uh, that stuff with, with, uh, fan, with, uh, what do you call oh, those guys? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great. Kev, you see any of that stuff? On, on yeah. Your, you like that, you like that stuff? Yeah, because I mean, it just, I, I don't think it, it doesn't feel like it's written by anybody. Yeah. It feels like they're kind of doing the, because to me, it's like you, you can, I don't know, man, it's just, there's just not enough spontaneity to, to, their stuff always seems so overwritten and overproduced. Yeah. You know, I, I but, not, do... but not their guy. You know, they're, they're, they seem to get, like, kind of have a little bit more free reign. Yeah. I Go ahead. Well, I was going to ask before we, let's jump back to TNA real quick. You and Eric Young would tag against Generation Me, the Young Bucks. And Matt Jackson tells a story about the house show loop that you guys would wrestle on and this big boot that you would never connect with. I was wondering if you could tell that story. 
Uh, was it the one I missed? So they yeah, could, uh, yeah you would never connect with his big boot for the finish, and Matt thought he was screwing it up. No, I just, I don't, I'm not stiff. I know how to work. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? I tell him, I said, get your, get your hand up there. No, I didn't want to kick those guys. I don't want to kick those guys. I, I think they're real talented. And they, and the thing is, too, is like they get it. Like they, they know how to like just irk people and, you know, like they're, they're little heat, heat seeking. See, magnets. Kev gets it. Kev, Kev gets their deal. Hey, Kev, like, might as well bring this up. What do you think of the whole cease and desist and and uh, on those guys using you know the wolf sign and and you know our, our stuff basically? You know, like I've always said, like you know, it's, it's I, like the, like I saw your T-shirt. Like Julie had your T-shirt on this weekend. The, yeah. the Weed World Order. New, new Weed Order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, New Weed Order. I popped on that. I, you know, it's it's to me, it's just like. Anything that like any, like we created that right. that was I mean and, and 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 in essence you created that I mean that's your hand signal you're the one that came in and t- told the rest of us the story of I saw this at the bar it was the Turkish wolf blah 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 so you're the one if anybody gets should get credit for that hand gesture that hand signal it's you because you showed it to the to the click and we just and then we adapted it as our inside hand gesture so um if they want to call it too sweet that's fine whatever they want to but to me it's just like like really like so i don't know i'm sure somebody threw the peace sign up for the first time what you're gonna get intellectual like fucking rights on that like, <laughs> Uh, I, I I honestly don't think that they would have heard anything about it if they wouldn't have done their little their invasion thing. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know, man. It's just I think it that was us, I thought it, that was it, great. It, just, it keeps us alive. Yes, that's what I said last yeah. week when we talked about this. I'm like, people need should try to look at it from the other from the other point of view too, to where like now there's a whole new generation of of young people that know about us and, uh, and, uh, you know, well, I mean, at least their fan base that might not have cared about us, you know? Uh, I mean, I just think that they made it fresh again. Or I think yeah. they helped to, you know, I always, I kind of dig that. Yeah, no, I, it's, you know, it's to me, it's like, you know, if you're, if you're a member of the Rolling Stones, I mean, and, you know, and Pearl Jam wants to cover, you know, Satisfaction. I don't think I got a problem with it. Right. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great analogy. You know, it's like it'd be yeah. one thing if the guys are jabrones. <laughs> you know, these yeah. are like these are like the young, talented guys that are basically emulating things that you did. Yeah. Whether and it be big cast wearing the Tyson T-shirt down, and you know, it's just guys that are looking back at shit that worked and saying, "Well, you know, that worked for them. Let me let me try it." Everyone, like so. so many people, do that Tyson thing with the, like, you know, right. cutting the shirt. Like that was you, the first person I ever see do that, and and like people like didn't, you know. And now everyone does it. Now everyone does it. It's pretty yeah. sweet. I mean, but, but, but you know, in essence, like, where we? I mean, I stole it from, from Tyson. Tyson. Yeah, he would do it with his towels. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it, it, it's, it's it's like anything else. It's like. Please show me like an original idea. I mean, you know, I'm sorry, but I think since Edison, that group's dead. I think everything else is pretty much just a rehash. Sure. So. Yeah. 
And I don't think those guys, like I, it's something else I've said already, too. I just, I don't think those guys uh, doing our our stuff uh, isn't what what makes them, you know, makes them great. Like, I mean, it, it, yeah, sure, they, they did it, and, or they they do it or whatever, and uh, people dig it. But I think they could get over without it, is what I'm saying. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, as well as I mean, you know, so Austin, if you, if you flip somebody off and, you know, you're going against Steve Austin's trademark, I, I know for a fact that the first person that ever flipped anybody off on the, on the WWE program was me flipping Undertaker off at Royal Rumble after I fucked him with Brett. Oh, yeah. 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 I wasn't there I was for the first that. One to, I was the first one to ever flip anybody off on their TV. Yeah. I missed that. I missed that Royal Rumble because do you remember when we did that mock Royal Rumble at the Garden and I did the uh, you and I did the the spinning head scissor spot and I ended up like twerking my knee. Yeah, yeah, yep. and I, yeah. I missed the Rumble. <laughs> because you had a bad knee. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure the Garden was a better payday. well speaking of the rumble in 2011 when you came out were you expecting such a huge pop what was that what was that feeling like for you well i mean i knew like you know because i dyed my hair and i was i mean because i had you know and i put as i said i said once i put this glove on it's downhill so (laughs) I, I, i didn't expect that much of a you know yeah, but at the same time, I mean, I was, you know, I was gray-headed and on TNA a week before, so it was, um, I think I think it was a good, sh- it's one of those ones that was a good shot because, you know, it's just, I, I don't think people thought that that, that, that I was going to, you know, they did a good job of keeping it where it, there was no rumor of me coming back, but um, I just wish that, like, at, at that point, it was, I think it was a, uh, McIntyre and and Sheamus were on me, and like the the places like the, and they've cut, they're cutting me off and you know and Sheamus is is and they're both just laying the wood to me. <laughs> Nobody and fed I'm you. Like, I'm, and, and the people are chanting Diesel. I'm thinking like, so I guess like these guys don't realize like right now you're supposed to like kind of like feed give me a little feed here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get your shit in, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. So what do you do in a situation like that? I'm sorry. What do you do in a situation like that? You just keep Start it going, or you shit. Just let them know, like, <laughs> no, no I mean, this is where I me, take over. To me, at, at this point in my life, it's just like fuck it. Like I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I'm, like a long time ago, I was, I gave one, I wrestled against, I think it was uh, Creed or something like that uh, in TNA, and I came back, and Terry Taylor said, I, I think you gave him too much, and I said. Don't you think I fucking had mine? <laughs> Everyone is. Know. How many that times is Xavier Woods for people who don't know Austin yeah. Creed? How many times has somebody yeah. said that to you or Scott? I think you gave him too much. <laughs> you guys, Mister yeah. Mister Selfish and and Mister Selfish's brother. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, mean, that's, I don't know. I, one of the funniest things is for a hundred years, you know. I mean, I was the worst worker in the world. And then, like, in, in retrospect, like, people watch your work back, and the people are like, I watched this match, and, God, they, you know, that was really a good match, and that was really a good match, and that was really a good match. I said, yeah, I didn't make $20 million because I was the shits. 
Like, right. just because you, just because, like, you know, a couple like dirt sheet guys hated me because they wanted to bang me. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of making money, Kevin, uh, I have uh, two really important questions for you. One, have you had a chance to see the Las Vegas Live Magic Mike show yet? And two, when is Magic Mike Triple XL coming out? We need it. Uh, I have not got a chance to see um, the Magic Mike uh, live show. But I have uh, snuck in and watched the Australian Thunder twice. Nice. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Thunder from um, down under. <laughs> at, at Excalibur. Any good um, dick, Kev? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Just straight to you it. I, I think... I think that day they had the air turned on a little bit. Wow. <laughs> they, had the, they had the understudy Dixon. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, so but, for that particular role um, for Magic Mike, did you have to? Was there any particular training involved? And do you oh still kind of do that? He's like, yeah. Oh yeah, Tell, Kev. I, I just I don't oh, mean to God, jump in I on mean, your question, but like I remember when you were getting ready for that role. <laughs> Holy crap! Please tell. You had to yeah, a bunch. <laughs> I, I mean, you got to realize, like the first, the, the the second one I did, I think I was fifty-five or six years old when I shot that. You look good. You know, and um, those, you know, those. I mean, those are everybody's young. <laughs> like I'm giving twenty plus up to everybody on the cast, and um, you know, for me, it was I had to die like a bodybuilder. I had to die like a bodybuilder, not only to get to day one. Like, you know, you, you, I know how to die like a bodybuilder because I've done bodybuilding shows when I was younger. It's like I can get to, you know, you, you can get to a peak on that one day, but then to have to, to hold that for 10 or 11 weeks. That's insane. You know, is it's, it, that's insane. And then, you know, like for me, I, I drink a bottle of wine minimum every night. Like, you know, one bottle. I mean, it, it's just for my, it's for heart health. It is because you have a huge yeah. heart. Yeah, I do. I, I give a lot of love. Yeah, Kevin, did you ever have but, a chance uh, to? Oh, sorry. Really? Did you ever have a chance Go to ahead. drink with Andre? No. Ah, uh, that's a bummer. No, well, I heard he was. Have... I heard he was legendary. I heard he. I heard he could drink a case of wine. So, um, so you were kind of mid-sentence as far as your training. So you dieted like a, a bodybuilder. Was there any like dance training or anything else involved? Yeah, we danced. Like I mean, for the first one, we had the first the first two weeks in LA was just dance rehearsal. It was really kind of funny because like when we we shot the the first scene we shot dance wise was the military dance, the Fourth of July when we were in camouflage. And uh, so we, you know, we went out there. We 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 went through it. And Soderbergh, you know, said, "Cut." He said, "He said, he said, Buck Nash." He said, "You can do this." And I said, "Well, yeah, I've been doing. I've been rehearsing." He goes, "No." He said, "On the jumping jacks, just be apathetic. Don't jump. Just move your hands." He said, "Just go through the motions." <laughs> and so many people, so many people, like, don't get that. Like, they don't get the fact that. They're like, geez, like you can't dance. It's just like, no, do you not realize the storyline is that my guy's been there so long that like nobody knows like how to get rid of him. That's what it was, too, you know, because, yeah. You know, well, I mean, because when you look at it, like, and a lot of people just don't understand like film and like, like if Tarzan doesn't OD for the 50th time, 
then the kid doesn't get a break and then we don't have a magic mic one. There's no story, there's no plot. There's, I mean, me, me, me falling out puts the kid in the spot to, to have to dance that night. So when I read the script, I said, well, this is pretty pivotal as far as story arc. You know, I said, so yeah, this is a kind of a cool role. You and everybody else says, you can't dance. I'm like, you pulled that. Let me you, bag you. You pulled that passing out OD and stuff off pretty well, like you've done it before, Gov. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> what I did was I just I watched some I watched some tapes of people like on YouTube that had passed out. Yeah. So and I, yeah. I you know and you've uh, I was I was never much of a pass out guy. No, but you you actually uh, took care of me on more than one occasion when I did. So <laughs> at least yeah. maybe that, I mean, maybe I, that's I, how I looked when I passed a, out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that I think that car took, took pretty damn good care of each other. You hey, know? You, you know that um, that time when when you guys had to throw, when 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 uh, we were in that diner in, in Kentucky and uh, and all that and and the cops came and everything. And yeah. Do you know they they put that they were going to put that on like the story time on WWE Network. Really? Yeah, they actually had it up. They actually had it up on the trailer. And and I was like, I and they took it down really quick. I'm not sure why. <laughs> so who told the story? That it was Paul. Had... It was Paul. Hunter told the story. Oh, I was yeah. Say, one of you guys had to tell the yeah, story. Yeah, but I was like, I, I was telling Paul, I'm like, oh man, you left all the good stuff out of that story because <laughs> Kev, like, you know, Paul, like Paul was slapping the shit on me, trying to wake me up, and Kev throws me in the shower. Tell him what you told me, Kev, while I was laying in the shower. I don't remember. About my. <laughs> About my hose. Oh, <laughs> your hose is pathetic. Yeah. Your hose looks yeah. smaller than it's ever. I'm like, how did you know? I've been looking at my hose. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, oh my I, was, I was completely out of it. Anyway. Oh and again, we but skipped it was like, the it was, like, it was like putting the fucking cat in the bathtub. You <laughs> <laughs> fought us like a son of a bitch, man. That's what saved you, man. Your adrenaline. You're just... We'd get you up, walk you up and down the hall, walk you up and down the hall, walk you up and down the hall. And then we bring you back in and be like, I want to lay down. we like, get back in. Yeah. <sighs> I'm, honestly, like, I'm, I'm, we're laughing about this, but, like, honestly, that saved my life, Kev. That legit saved my life. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Well, I, but the thing was, I'll never forget it because I, I, I don't remember this or not, but, like, I, I sat on the, I, I took the chair in the, in the room and I sat it, like, facing you. Yeah. Well, I, did, I just watched you sleep because I didn't want you to stop breathing. So um, finally you woke up and you looked at me and said, thanks for saving my life, man. I said, no worries. And then I said, I'm going to go to bed. So I think I was on, the, I think I just, like, the rollaway was in that room, so I laid on the rollaway. And then, like, we got, like, three hours sleep and we had to go to Indianapolis. Yeah. And I, I and fucking, I get in the car and I, I'm, I'm packing the, the, the back of the, the van and uh, I get in there. You're fucking sound asleep. Scott's sound asleep. Sean's sound asleep. <laughs> and fucking Hunter has been up all night. He, he's he's dosed off. I'm like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? I got to drive. But <laughs> you're the wheel man. When didn't you drive? Yeah. Any other time, you uh, wouldn't. Yeah. You wouldn't I, have I, it any so other I, way. And I, I drove. And I remember saying to myself, like, I remember saying to myself, like, I'm not fucking drinking tonight. I'm so fucking tired of this shit. And everybody had great matches. We all rocked in Indianapolis. It <laughs> yeah. was like an afternoon show. 
Remember, because we remember that we that we couldn't get the van in Indianapolis and yeah. underneath that Market Square Arena, I scratched on top of the van. Yeah, we almost got but, stuck um, in the parking ramp, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like yeah. the back, yeah. at the back, it was, I just I just turned it in. Like, who's going to see the top of the van, right? Yeah. But uh, I remember we went across the street after we got out of there. There was a TGIF Fridays, and it was just like. I went. I went to the bathroom. I came back, and there were shots of Jack in front of everybody. So I was just like, "Oh, oh, oh!" Like, okay, well, okay, we're not drinking except for this one shot. Of the oh. beer I'm gonna drink to wash it down, and here we go. Oh God, here we go again. When's the last time uh, you had a shot of Jack? I, I, like the the whole thought of it makes my stomach turn now. Mine, mine just flipped. Uh, the, the smell of it is oh. is I. I don't think I've. I mean, I don't think I've had. I, I mean, actual liquor in years. Ugh. Just, I mean, we like, used to do this thing that Kurt Henning uh, started. Well, I'm sure somebody told him, but to make sure nobody dumped the shot over their shoulder, uh, you'd have to gargle it. So you'd have a shot of Jack in your mouth, and you'd have to gargle it before you drank it. Oh, it was it was horrifying. And we go like it would be ten guys in a circle, and each guy would gargle it. Like it was no like. Everybody gargle at the same time. Like, okay, you go gargle, you yeah. go gargle, you go. So that way there. And then the next day, I remember so many times when we were in that jet port, it'd be like, like, like the lights would turn on, all of a sudden you see either Yoko or Taker coming with a tray of like 60 shots on it. You'd be like, <sighs> oh, God, there's like eight of us. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, geez. do the math. <laughs> now, I don't think anyone's ever really talked about could Yoko put it away? I imagine he could. Oh, yeah. yeah! Pretty much everyone on so the seven hundred pound man. I mean, jeez, yeah. it's just like he got drunk like three days later when it hit him. I mean, it was like, Kev, did you ever work with Rodney? Oh God, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, a ton. That's what I thought. I mean, and and God, uh, our, the heat, the heat spot was always the same. I'd come off the ropes, go for the. Uh, the clothesline, he duck it and come back over. Samoa, the small drop, drop, boom, went in the heat. Into the into the right uh, into the nerve hold. Yeah, I remember. I remember at one time he, uh, we were working in Vancouver. Remember, I was in Vancouver when Tommy Lee's like first wife was in the crowd. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I told him. I said, I said, I said that she was in like the front row. I'm like, man, I said, put me in the nerve hold. I said, but I said, face me towards her. Yeah, she was. So really hot. And then, oh yeah, the father I was just like I said, I said, I said, throw me outside. <laughs> I crawl, I crawl up, I crawl up to the, to the rail, and I said, I'm gonna send an agent to bring you back at, at intermission. Jack Lanza. <laughs> yeah, oh, Lanza yeah. came out, oh, got her, brought her back. We remember we went out and partied that night with those guys. We did. Do you remember fun. the mushrooms and the uh, and the chocolate yeah. bars? Yeah, yeah, she had the she had the mushrooms. No, yeah. it was me. I went, I went to the, uh, I went. Oh, out, that's right, you got the mushrooms. Yeah, I went out by myself, and I went to this blues club, and this guy had these chocolate mush chocolate with mushrooms in them, and so I brought some back to the room, and you, I don't know if you guys really believed that there were mushrooms in it until about well, half an hour later. It was fudge, <laughs> you know. It was just like fudge, and you're like, yeah. Don't, they, they they said only eat one. We're like eating it like it's fudge. Yeah. <laughs> And then we like we're all tripping out. We go to this freaking. Uh, it was like some fire station turned into a, a gym. 
Yeah, right next to it. Yeah, I'm tripping out, laying in the bed, in the sunbed, just tripping out. On oh, I did the same thing. I was laying in the sunbed, <laughs> had outer body experience. I was just like, I thought I was cooking myself. And <sighs> I got it. Then I got the sunbed, and I went. I, I looked in the mirror, and I was gray. I'm like, I don't think that's the right color for a sunbed. <sighs> so then we go, and and uh, we have to take a ferry, right, Kev? Yeah. We had to take a ferry to, I don't know what's Prince Edward Island, I, whatever island that was. Vancouver Island. I think it was Vancouver Island. Yeah. And Are I, you still tripping? I'm st- apparently, because I oh. got it. Yeah. Can, well, I, can I tell it? Please do. <laughs> so, we're in the part where, we, you know, we, we, get out of, we get out of the car and, you know, we're, we're waiting to, to, you know, to get going and... Me and Sean are sitting on the on the hood of the car with our backs against the windshield. And Sean looks over at me and says, It's a fucking smooth ass ride, man. <laughs> I said I said, dude, we're in the fucking parking lot. I said, I said, see that big boat up there? I said, I said, that's where we're gonna pull in. That's where we'll be on the boat. Oh, no wonder it's so smooth. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get we get on the boat and they've got like this cafeteria and I watch Sean walk in and he just he he like cause he's got like and he was notorious for this. He'd be like everybody like it'd be breakfast time, you know, it'd be like you know what are you gonna have? I'll have egg whites, uh, rye toast, uh, orange juice, coffee. You get to, you get to Sean and be like. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and have the beef stroganoff, a root beer, and a cappuccino. I'm like, what the and a, fuck? And a baked walleye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, baked, baked walleye. But um, so we get inside, and, and Sean has this, this train. He's got like a slice of pizza, an apple, yogurt, a carton of milk, a diet soda. And he just has all this and he just walks walks in gets it and just walks right by the register <laughs> and goes and sits down and the lady goes well I said whatever it is I'll get it I, I don't know what he had I said, <laughs> I said just estimate how much it was <laughs> uh, and then then we finally get to the place where we're having the show and uh, Kev's in a, in, a, in a lumberjack match versus Yoko speaking of which it was Yoko yeah it was on that loop of course yeah. you worked with Yoko yeah. because my dumbass tripping balls still is sitting on. I'm, a, I'm one of the lumberjacks and I have a bag of popcorn. I thought it was a good idea to just throw a bag of greasy ass buttery popcorn in the ring for them to slip all over. Oh man. Well, yeah. at least it was that it was, it was um, at Smith Hart's ring. Oh, and it God. was like a, it was like a, um, a sh- it was like the fucking thing was like a shower. It was a tarpaulin. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It was, oh, it was horrible. Yeah. It was like a nylon tarp. It was, it was slippery as it was. Right. I remember I power bombed Candino that night. I thought I killed him. I fucking it, it was one of those ones where I, I power bombed because we, you know, Sunny had been running her mouth and, and she had she had heat, so everybody took it out on him. I, I gave him the power bomb. It was, it was one of those ones like I hit you in Manchester when your knees went on each side of your yeah. head. <laughs> I was blowing myself. Like, yeah. <laughs> Kev's folds me with the with the jackknife and he looks down and goes, You okay? I'm just like, pin me. <laughs> <laughs> One time I'm working with Kev and he does this thing where like um I'm working the leg, like he goes down, I'm working the leg and 
I like do like a step over told and he shoves me off with his foot and I go flying over the top rope but I got my leg caught in the top rope and twisted up in it. And in front of everyone, Kev gets all worried for me and he goes, Get him out of there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Help yeah, him. Come on, get him out of there. Does the ref help you out? One time, in, yeah. one, one time in Manchester, we we, we were we were on first, and um, you uh, did a, like a dive, and like while you were in the air, I realized you were on that platform. Remember? Yes, yes. I had to make like a I had to make like a Willie Mays catch on you, so we both didn't go over into the. I mean, it was like an eight foot drop. It was, was pretty far. Like, yeah. Whoa. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it was the stupidest idea in the world to even do that. So, <laughs> so. I don't think we really. I mean, I, we were I, we, we were a hard act to follow when we went out when we went early. We had some good matches. Absolutely. Yeah, I saw one I of watched, those. I watched one not too. Yeah, I remember it was on. Like somebody had one for a, for a house a show on Twitter. Yeah, it was like it was like somebody's camcorder footage. They snuck a camcorder into yeah. one of the house shows. We killed it. <laughs> yeah, I, ain't gonna lie. I was like, God, it was a good match. So wait, you're wrestling on top of a platform? Yeah. And you dive out, and there's an eight-foot drop on the other end? Well, I mean, it, it wasn't eight-foot, but it was like four or five easy, right, Kev? It would have been enough that if, if we would have went, because oh. there was a railing, so we would have went, because the drop was probably only four or five, but there was a, probably a four-foot railing. Yeah. So we would have yeah. went over the railing and then down. What kind of dive do you do over there? It was just a Topicon hero. Oh. Yeah. You one arm catch him? That's exactly how he did it. That's yeah. kind of exactly how you did it. And then, t- and then instead of going backwards, he like did a, did like a half turn and then like took a back bump like sideways. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Amazing. That's awesome. Well, Kevin, so I know we're uh, kind of going back and forth here, but I just wanted to know, you know, what is it like having worked in WCW and then when going on to WWE and working with both Eric Bischoff and Vince McMahon? Uh, is there like a difference or any? Well, to me, it's like I remember the first time I met Vince. Um, they, they picked me up at LaGuardia and they brought me out to his house. I knocked on the door and, you know, it's like, you know, you're, you're at Vince's, you know, mansion and, you know, it, he opens the door and it's like, you know, at, at that, at that time in my life, it was the, uh, the equivalent of, of having George Steinbrenner open the door. You know I mean? It was just like, here's this, like, this is the guy, this is, this is wrestling. And he's just like, Hey, big man. And just, you know, handshake, you know, and, you know, he's got an ICO pro, like cut off rag top shirt on. And, you know, he just, it was just, you know, and it was, you know, it, it would have been the, the difference would have been I was working for Vince McMahon, um, and he was the equivalent of if, if that if Eric would have been Ted Turner. Uh, like yeah. that's you know what I mean. Like the, like Vince McMahon was was the WWE, you know, and then Ted Turner was basically you know was was, was TBS. So Eric Bischoff was an employee of. My checks came from Ted Turner. My checks didn't come from Eric Bischoff. So, you know, and Eric was, well, I mean, Eric's a Detroit guy. I'm a Detroit guy. So we had, we had a lot of common bonds. And, and Eric was, you know, Eric wasn't afraid to, 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 to get down there. And, you know, he liked to drink his beers. And Eric's a guy's guy. Vince is a guy's guy. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of similarities between the two. So how... Um, 
sorry. How soon what? after you joined uh, WCW did the did everything come about for NWO? It was actually Eric's idea. I mean, Eric, you know, Eric pitched it to me when he came. He came out to Scottsdale. I was living out there and um, kind of pitched the idea. And I mean, I had remembered when they had done it in Japan, but it wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, it was it was a, it was effective, but it wasn't you know to the to, to what the NWO became. So I was just like, yeah, you know, like all I'm knowing is like I'm getting guaranteed money, and it's a lot. So for the first time, for the first time in my life, like you know, I'm going to be actually be able to budget my money because I know exactly what I have coming in. Kev, I, I never, I, we never talked about this, but did you have a relationship with Eric before uh, before you came to work for Vince? No, he was actually no. I had heat with him because really? I was I was trying to get out of my contract in the, when I was in Vegas. He like he said, Matt, he said. I think you've got talent. I think you, he said, I'm going to take this place over. You know, I said, you should stick around. He said, well, you know, and I was just like, yeah, well, fuck, right. You can take it over. <laughs> so, but, yeah. so how you know you got, how'd you know you had heat with him over it? Did he tell he you? Told me. He, yeah. said, he, he said, yeah, I told him, I said, yeah, yeah, I'll stick around. And I you know, went in there and got my release like the next day. Mm. But, uh, then he just was one, you know. It just he just told me that I kind of was disappointed because he kind of said, said to my face, "You're staying." I said, "Dude, you're an announcer. You know, it wasn't like you were the boss. Like, you know, it's one thing to lie to the boss; it's another thing to just like get. I'm just trying to get out of the office alive. Right. Go use the fax machine down the hallway so I can, you know, send my release to JJ. <laughs> JJ. Well, you worked with a lot of promoters over your years. Recently, you worked with Teddy Hart as a promoter. I think you wrestled Brian Cage for his promotion. What was that experience like? Teddy's just Teddy's one of a kind, man. <laughs> no, one of a kind. I, I love him. I think he's I think he's talented as fuck too. You know, I think there's I think you can make money with that guy. You know, I just I, I just you can't make it at WWE because they've just got too many restrictions. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, I live with Teddy down, and, and we worked together in, in, in Mexico, and and it was challenging um, a lot of the time with him. But it, for me, it was—I think it's worth having a guy like that around, you know, that's that yeah. talented, you know. And certain people can keep can can pull him in a little bit. He's still going to be out there, but you know, yeah, he's way outside the you know. box. But you know, I mean, to me, it's just like I think there's you know that like. Like brilliance and insanity is that there's always a fine line, and I sure. think that he, he 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 I mean he's like a Melinda on that motherfucker. Oh yeah, you know, So you so, worked with uh, Brian Cage? Yeah. How'd that one go? Wasn't bad. Yeah. Did you let him get a shit in? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gets a shit in on me. <laughs> we start the match with the fucking knee to the gut. Work mm. underneath, brother. <laughs> Hey, how about the first time you got me with that knee to the gut from all the way across the ring when I started acting up in there? Remember that? <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow, you closed distance quick on that one, man. I can't remember what I was even. I think I might have did like a double bicep pose, like a dipshit. And I, I didn't think even you did the karate kid. Oh, that's thing. what it was—the the crane or something. Yeah. And as soon as I dropped yeah, my foot, just... boom, knee, and, and I went flying. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Kevin, before we get we, before we get out of here, um, where 
the past few weeks we've been doing some tributes, uh, and we wanted to get your your memories of the late great Bobby the Brain. Heath. Yeah. I've had some things. One of them was, I don't remember if anybody remembers this or not, but we were driving and we had like a charter plane that landed like we were, it was like that fucking horrible hog wild thing. And they chartered us from like Atlanta to Rapid City. Yeah, Rapid City. (laughs) And then they put us on a bus and took us like to the hotel. And Bobby was up front. Bobby was hammered. And he just promoted this bus driver who was driving like an ass. <laughs> and Bobby just promoted the guy for like 50 minutes. <laughs> Bobby to the point where the, the guy just wanted to cry. Mm-hmm. Bobby didn't. Bobby was funny, but Bobby was Bobby could be mean, man. He could be mean. Didn't Bobby stay kind of knackered that whole trip? Because it, didn't he? Wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. He just thought he thought he thought that was the most asinine concept of of just you know number one giving a free show number two like you know in the middle of a match people revving motorcycles I just you know that's the worst place I've ever that's the worst scenario for a wrestling live wrestling show I've ever seen. It, it oh was my god! Awful. Remember the first year, like we dressed and they had like um, in those a trailers, pack of semis, yeah. yeah, like trailers. I mean, without no even conditioning, it was like a hundred and five. They didn't even have flat floors in them. No, it was just it was it was just it was somebody. It was it was almost like um, you know, if you loved like. Uh, Tie Twinks, you know, we, we, we're just going to run Bangkok. Tie Twinks. What? <laughs> Twink Wild. Wow. <laughs> Putting that in the press release. Oh, shit. So whose concept was that then? Someone had to love motorcycles. It was E. Wanted... Oh. It was E. So everything. Yeah, Eric. Eric yeah. And I remember the first time, like, 90 guys like who didn't even ride bikes, like, like some, they took up bike ride. Just, they bought, yeah, they bought new Harleys just for the trip, right? Yeah, <laughs> or they like, rented them. Like the only, like, like Steiner and a couple, like Robbie Steiner, like was actually boss like man, a biker, like boss yeah, man. Boss, like, a couple guys that actually had, you know, like, it's like you know, I live in the Daytona Beach area, and, and like you know, it's they have these bike weeks. Yeah, and you would know, you see all these like bikes, man. They're like hundred thousand dollar bikes. And you go look at them, they got like 11 miles on them. You're like, oh, yeah, you're a biker. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Kev. Look at Brian. Kev, um, yeah. we don't want to like keep you all day or whatever, but um, I do want to let everyone have uh, have a last round here on, uh, on question time. Sure. Well, I wanted to know why. Make them good. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Mine's going to be super nerdy. And about action figures, because I'm an action figure nerd. Do you know why your Hasbro figure was never released? Probably not. <laughs> I, I, think, I, think, I think it was just, I left right before, I think it was like, I was the next one to come out. Yeah, you were in the next series. And I, and I, and I left. Oh, Here's no. one I got for you. The new Shawn Michaels, Kevin, uh, Shawn Michaels Diesel Battle Pack. They took a picture of me 
the picture that's on it of me has like that's when I had like the big full bouffant black <laughs> hair, and they cut it to make me look like I have a mullet. <laughs> they CGI me into a mullet, and yet the doll doesn't match. the The doll has the long like full hair. The action figure, I, I guess like, I'm not allowed to say doll, but there'll always be dolls in there because that's what they are. But um, yeah, I just looked at that. I said, I said, well, I said, they're just going to get a dig on me any chance they can. I heard they're actually going to release a diesel mullet intercontinental champion doll. That'd be Sweet. awesome. Sweet. Do you know if they're going to uh, make you in the retro series that they're putting out since they never released the Hasbro one? I have no idea. Why not, Kevin? It's, it's, it's always news. I don't because I don't. I don't know anything. I just. Kev was the first person. Sad. Kev was the first of the boys to actually realize the mullets were out. Like yeah. okay, yes, yeah. yes. He definitely yeah. was. At what? At what point? Well, I, I actually, I was, I was told that by Lene Hafner, the Vivid yeah. Girl. I know. I don't want. I wanted to let you say that. <laughs> yeah. Like, she just says, what's all that? She said, this is all you guys, this fucking hockey haircut. So I said, what do you mean? She said, you guys have hockey haircuts. Like, you guys do have one length hair. I said, she said, come on. And I remember she took me downstairs with the Hilton. And uh, took me downstairs with the barbershop. And she said, see if you can, how close you can make that. And they, you know, I remember, like, they, she cut, they kind of, you know, kind of cut it short. You know, cut a lot of the length off it. Yeah, but then finally, you know, finally grew up. It was like, all right, cool, I get it. Yeah, by the time you became champ, by the time you got the dime, you you didn't have the mullet anymore. No, no, I had, I had, I had just, uh, one life. Yeah. Well, go ahead. And my last question to you is: the last time you were in WWE, you were set to face CM Punk, but the match never happened. Is there a reason why it why it didn't happen? I don't know if they wanted it to happen. You know, like to me, like uh, it, it was to me when I came back. Um, you know, like I, I, it felt it because everything was. Like, I had never been there when it was like you have to like this is your script, and you have to follow it. And then so I get there and I'm reading like his and he's burying me and I don't have any rebuttals. And I'm just trying to be like, you know, like, because, uh, you know, there's one of those situations, man, like, you know, you know, Paul's one of my best friends on earth. So anything, like, anything that you do, like the old Kevin Nash would say, you know, like, what I, in my mind when I read that, because if you remember the scenario, the scenario was I came down and, you know, stuck punk. And then Del Rio came down and, and, and took the money in the bank and took his took his belt. So he comes out the next Monday and cuts this promo about laugh out loud, you know, I, said, you know, I heard you were dead, click, click, click your knees. And I'm thinking to myself, so let me get this right. I just cost you the world title and you're gonna like you're gonna do like do stand up up here and bury me because I'm old? And the first thing in my mind was, I was just to say, because, you know, there was, there was a time, he said, you're, you're the guy, he said, it's not 1997 anymore. You're the guy that called Eddie Guerrero for Della Midget. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Number one, thank God it's not 97. 
this 19, if it was 1997 right now, I said, you'd be with the Marks out in the crowd, not standing <laughs> up here, because we didn't let the Marks wrestle back then. Number two, I'm old. Okay, it was probably going to take me a, probably a minute and a half to get up there. So you got two options. You either go in the back. I'll give, a, I'll, I'll give you three. You go in the back, call it a day. You wait till I get up there and say, I apologize, Mr. Nash. And then you go in the back. Or third, we're off script. Let's see what you got. Yeah, I would just would have liked to have seen what he would have done if I just would have went up there and just bare pawed him right in the side of the face. But Paul was the other, Paul was the boss. Yeah. I didn't you know, like the fact so that you kept, were brought in as a heel in the first place. Yeah. I don't get that. So, so. Yeah. I, People love the you. Thing was too, they don't like, want to I, boo I, us. I, they, asked me, they asked me to come back for one, like they said, will you stick him at SummerSlam? I said, yeah. That's all I was supposed to do. I wasn't supposed to stick around. I wasn't supposed to go on. And then I ended up going on a European trip, and they, they, I run both. There's like an eight-day and a seven-day, and I do I do both. I go, I switch buses and go on both tours. And I'm thinking, like, oh, look, they're bringing me to, 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 like, to be the seasoned guy. So the first night I get on the bus, and there's nothing but beer on the bus. And I'm like, beer? Like, who? But that's like, okay, like, you guys are saying, like, you progressed. But, like, I said, we don't have any red wine? So I told the bus driver, I said, like, find a wine store. And I went, went in, and I, I just bought some solo cups, and I bought five or six bottles of screw-top Shiraz. And uh, went back in, and next thing you know, I was like, Ziggler says, can I get some of that? The fellow said, can I get some of that? I think there was one or two other people that were drinking wine. So you know, we ended up, it, was, it wasn't that long of a drive, maybe an hour and a half the next town. And we were sitting up front, and uh, we were just, you know, I was telling stories. We were all talking shit, and then everybody got off the bus, and we just sat on the bus. And we continued until the wine was gone. And... You know, I, I was like, and, and you know, I, I'm just thinking like, this is what they want. They want they want these guys to to, to kind of get a feel for what it was like, you know, before everybody had their own tour bus. Yeah. And it wasn't like I got heat. Like Paul, like the next set of TVs, like some days later, he goes, hey, he's just you know, you're, you're holding court. He says you got you know, you, you you've got these 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 kids staying up all night drinking and. I said, well, okay. I said, my bad. I said, I, I thought, you know, you, you brought Sam Elliott in for Roadhouse for fucking some color, but. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, do you, get, do, does, do you disagree with that, with, with that way of thinking, or, or is it just like, uh, I mean, because I, I kind of understand the, the way of thinking there, Kev. But I mean, there has to be a there has to be a balance. They got to be able to to let loose to, as well, you know. And and that and that whole tour bus thing where everyone has their own bus. To me, that I think that's hurt the camaraderie in, in the locker room. Oh my god! I mean, to me, the, the number one thing that I always remembered was when we got like everybody watched everybody work. Yep. 
so then the, when you got when you got in the car that night and you had 300 miles to drive, like everybody like critiqued everybody's shit, and it was like why like nobody cared about stepping on toes, hurting you know that don't ever that I watched that spot that spot's a shit that didn't work don't do that spot. Well, what should I have done there? And, you know, three guys who go, how about this? How about this? How about this? And, like, we, we we did that night after night after night. It was, like, we never really just talked nonsense. There were times we did. Not much, Kev. I don't, I don't remember no. it. I don't remember no, it. No, it was, it was always, you know, it was like, I, I, I always equated that like, a, 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 like we were a band that was like, you know, like, like going through the set list going man like that that didn't fucking work and that didn't work and that didn't work and you know it was just i don't know i just i i think that like that's like what do you do you get on your um you get on your bus and, the, and your your um the bus driver like puts you over wow yeah it's not like back it's not like that picture the, to me, the greatest yeah. picture ever, right? Like uh, all, all right. of us in the back of the bus right before, uh, for the last tour before uh, off to WCW. And again, that bus had probably been sitting back there for an hour and a half part. Probably, yeah. You know, yep. a, just a, I don't know. I mean, it was, I think that there were guys that, 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 you know, that loved the business. You know, they just absolutely loved what they did and, and loved being a part of it. And just, you know, it was just different. It was just, and another thing too, man, like, like that picture, like people weren't getting paid yet. Right. You know, like wasn't like anybody was getting like filthy rich doing that shit. That's like, and I don't think anybody is now. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I'm, I, you know, I, I, cause I don't go around asking what, what the, what the payoffs are now, but um, from what I gather, yeah. Most got most well, folks. Well, they're averaging. Right. If you're averaging three thousand people a night in, in the house shows, you, I mean, you, paydays can't be too high. Yeah, because that's we average that, and we know what our paydays were. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you guys something. Yeah, you'd be on. You'd be on top. You get eight hundred bucks. Yeah. Well, you we could go out and it, when once the crowd was all in, we could look out in the building and tell within probably five grand of what the house was. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, Eighty thousand dollar house. <laughs> Kevin, we sidestepped it a little bit earlier, but uh, Magic Mike Triple XL, what's up? <laughs> Not gonna let it go. There, was, there, there wasn't. There wasn't supposed to be a second one. Yeah. So now there can be a third one. Yeah. <laughs> I, hey, like I said, I you know, I, I won't say no. Hey, Kevin, <laughs> but you, you just finished. You just finished something up, right? Something for for uh, for Star Network or or not Star Sky, Sky Network, yeah, European Network. Yeah, yeah, living the dream. It's a it's an hour comedy. We did six episodes. It starts uh, on Sky November the second. It's a comedy. So I guess I, I the, you know, the show will start uh, no, November the second on Sky, which I think you can get on Amazon. I think Amazon's the way we can watch it. What's the premise of the show? Premise of the show is a couple with a sophomore and a senior. Uh, the girl's a senior. The son's a sophomore. They leave uh, the UK. Uh, they buy RV park in Kissimmee, Florida. <laughs> sight unseen. Uh, to go live the American dream because they're just 
you know, they, they want the prosperity and um, they get there and uh, it's just, uh, it looks like a methamphetamine, you know, park <laughs> in, in Kissimmee, Florida. And I'm there with, you know, I'm like kind of a, kind of a rednecky Second Amendment. Gotcha. You know, I mean, I, yeah. I basically run. It, it, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I kind of what it basically is is it's a British writer taking every stereotypical thing that they think would happen in a Kissimmee, Florida trailer park, which probably does happen in a Kissimmee, Florida trailer park. <laughs> right, but it's actually almost an RV park. You know, ah, so it's like, okay. you know, you can stay by the day and the night. So it's not really mobile homes. It's like my my uh, residence is a camouflage painted school bus nice <laughs> so, so it starts on november 2nd what else what else you got going on um i got a movie called tigerland that i'm working i'm going to be shooting it's uh, uh i play a football coach uh this movie starts out where a kid is they're at a game and uh, the mom and dad are having a moment. The kids go ahead, and he tells you know they tell him to go get in the car, and he drops his little brother off, and he goes fucks off for a minute, comes back, and his brother's missing. Ends up that his little brother is um, found, and he's been killed, like a year and a half, two years later. But he's missing for a while, and this kid's a prospect, a football prospect. And, the mom leaves. Uh, they end up the, the dad and the kid end up in a motel shit breaks down from there and um he ends up getting kind of thrown at me and i i become his coach slash mentor and kind of a heartfelt uh friday night lights kind of deal so i got that coming up Hang on. sweet so anything else? it was weird that there's several nude scenes but <laughs> yeah with you? I guess, yeah, I just, just I guess by you yourself. Teach these kids, right? There's a diarrhea montage that's that's, that's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, Nash is also in a movie that I co-wrote that hasn't been released in America yet, but all you UK fans can check out Blue Line. Oh yeah, yeah. yes, oh, yes, Blue Line. You actually co-wrote that? Yeah. Nice, sweet. Thanks, man. Hey, Kev, thank you for coming on, man. Sure, man. I appreciate it. I can't wait. So I can't, I got to see you Friday. Yeah. Well, Saturday Saturday morning. I'll be there Saturday morning. Okay. Flying in on the red eye. Sold out Friday. Rutherford, Oklahoma. Nice. IW yeah. Revolution. Sweet. All right, man. I love you, Kev. Love you, buddy. I'll see you, I'll see you soon. All right, Thanks, man. everybody. Thanks, Kevin. Bye. Bye, Kev. All right. All right. Take care. Sweet. Bye. So... Do we uh, do we take a break now and come back, or do we uh, do we finish things off? I think we should take a break. Okay. We're gonna take a break, and we'll be right back here on X Pac One Two Three Sixty. Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. We want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel One Hundred Nine. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at ten a.m. Pacific, one p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. All right. Third time I said that finally comes on. <laughs> We're back. I guess we didn't really need to take that break, but I took one anyway. Because I had to put the baby Lou up on the table. Oh, Look how so beautiful cute. she is with her new dress. Well, it's not that new, but it's maybe the first time she's worn it. 
Yeah, right? if, if you're only listening to the podcast, you're missing out on a little prime Lula content. Yeah. Lula was over huge this weekend up at Big Time Wrestling in the uh, San Jose area. Nice. Yeah. Especially with Brett the Hitman Hart. Uh, has Kevin met her already? Kevin, not yet. Okay. Actually, none of them have, but Kev's going to meet, uh, everyone's going to meet baby Lula in Oklahoma this weekend. We were talking yeah. about uh, Teddy earlier. Has Lula met any of Teddy's famous cats? No. Okay. No. No. And good thing. John, John doesn't like Teddy's I don't no. I I love that Teddy loves cats. I just don't love Teddy's way of handling my cats. Got it. You know, I had a thirty-five pound cat that Teddy thought would be a good idea to try to flip up in the air and catch, and oh. I was like, I was pretty pissed off. Oh wow. Yeah. So that's pretty bold for someone to just start throwing someone else's cat around. Yeah. <laughs> cat, uh, Teddy. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways. Teddy Hart. <laughs> yeah. So like real quick, we'll just get. Um, we'll talk about the. Uh, the things we always talk about now, you know, the pro wrestling tees, the this, the that, the other things. So go ahead, TK. <laughs> uh, well, Saturday, <laughs> yeah, October sorry. 14th, sold out in Weatherford, <laughs> Oklahoma. Uh, Saturday, October 21st, Pro Wrestling Empire. Kevin Nash will be at both of these shows, so come say what's up to Sean and Kevin. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, October 22nd, Powerbomb TV is a live stream. Uh, Remind October- me to cut a promo for them after this is done. Nope. Keep going. Like uh, Sunday, October 29th, Heavy on Wrestling in Duluth, Minnesota. And then the seminar, Monday, October 30th, at the Academy for uh, Davari. You still Ken don't Anderson. have the Fan the HQ thing in there? I have a, yeah, at Eden Prairie. At Eden Prairie? Yeah. No, we'll add that on there. It's in the email I sent you, Jimbo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh. okay. You're... Yourself. No, follow me on Twitter at Jimbo Lewis. I don't know if we have the picture, but I went to Comic Con this weekend and I was talking to yeah. fans, handing out stickers, and I'm going to give a sticker to a guy in a DX jersey, and I was like, "Hey man, here, check this out." And he's like, "X Pac, that's me. I'm X Pac." So I took a picture with X Pac. Yes. Comic Con. We'll post it. Or I'll yeah, tweet it. I saw it. it. Really cool. The guy did a good job. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? That's. Uh, oh. I, I'm. I'm that makes you feel really good when twenty some year, twenty years later, however freaking long it's been now, people are doing that. Yeah. That doesn't suck to yeah. see things like that. It feels cool. That's so, awesome. Yeah, appreciate everyone that does it. I, I somebody like sent me a tweet last night saying, saying, and I thought this was some people probably get really pissed at this, but I thought it was kind of funny. They said tomorrow is transgender day or gender bender day at high school, and so this girl was going to be me. Yeah, I yeah. saw that too. That was yeah. Funny. <laughs> All right. So All right, cool. go ahead, Denise. By the way, that's an awesome picture, Jimbo. I love it. Um, uh, you guys can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo, and you guys can also subscribe to me on YouTube, Denise Salcedo, on the search bar. Sweet. And you can find me on all social media at Sundown Motel. Check out uprocks.com, uh, uprocks.com slash pro wrestling and with spandex.com. And this week on Mansplaining, the with spandex podcast, we've got the one and only Jack Swagger. Mm. And that just came out today. Really great conversation we had with him. He's such a nice guy. He's so, uh, has everything in, in perspective, kind of like you. Uh, <laughs> great dude. We talked to him about a bunch yeah. of stuff. So please check that out. And you can check out, uh, make sure you follow After Buzz TV, our Twitter, The Real X Pac, Facebook, X Pac12360 Show, IG, X Pac12360, 
012360. I sign up for our newsletter on Facebook, iTunes. Make sure it's five stars. Don't give anything less or don't bother. Also, all those comments on YouTube, we are reading it. Please keep it coming. Also, you can go on CelebVM slash Sound Waltman to buy uh, celeb birth or kind of buy um, voicemails for celeb birthdays, unique videos, etc. And Pro Wrestling Tees slash Sean Waltman to get Pro Wrestling Tees. And you can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. I will be posting stuff. A lot of environmental hurricane earthquake stuff has been happening. I have places you can do donations, food, money, etc. On that Celeb VM and the Pro Wrestling Tees, it's probably a good idea if you put a .com before the slash Sean Waltman. Anyways, we'll see you all right here next week on X-Pac 1, 2, 360. <laughs>